Hi, this is Danny Whitaker with Devoted to Scripture. I'm reading through the Bible in a year and sharing my reading with you. This is day 305 of our journey. John chapter 9 is a great account of Jesus healing a man who was born blind. The healing happened on the Sabbath again, so the religious leaders confront the man and question him repeatedly about the healing and about Jesus. The man doesn't know all the details, but he takes a strong stand against the leaders for their lack of faith in the man who healed him. In the end, the leaders throw the healed man out of the synagogue. In chapter 10, Jesus speaks plainly about who he is. He is the good shepherd, and his people recognize his voice. He is also the Son of God. This claim has the Jewish leaders ready to stone him for blasphemy, but they are unable to lay a hand on him. Jesus points to the deeds he has been doing as evidence for his standing and position before God. Join me in John 9 and 10, and allow your blinders to be removed so you can rejoice in the Son of God. John 9. Now as Jesus was passing by, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who committed the sin that caused him to be born blind, this man or his parents? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but he was born blind so that the acts of God may be revealed through what happens to him. We must perform the deeds of the one who sent me as long as it is daytime. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said this, he spat on the ground and made some mud with the saliva. He smeared the mud on the blind man's eyes and said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam which is translated, sent. So the blind man went away and washed, and came back, seeing. Then the neighbors and the people who had seen him previously as a beggar began saying, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some people said, This is the man, while others said, No, but he looks like him. The man himself kept insisting, I am the one. So they asked him, How then were you made to see? He replied, The man called Jesus made mud, smeared it on my eyes, and told me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and was able to see. They said to him, Where is that man? He replied, I don't know. They brought the man who used to be blind to the Pharisees. Now the day on which Jesus made the mud and caused him to see was a Sabbath. So the Pharisees asked him again how he had gained his sight. He replied, He put mud on my eyes, and I washed, and now I am able to see. Then some of the Pharisees began to say, This man is not from God, because he does not observe the Sabbath. But others said, How could a man who is a sinner perform such miraculous signs? Thus there was a division among them. So again they asked the man who used to be blind, 
what do you say about him, since he caused you to see? He is a prophet, the man replied. Now the Jewish religious leaders refused to believe that he had really been blind and had gained his sight, until at last they summoned the parents of the man who had become able to see. They asked the parents, Is this your son, whom you say was born blind? Then how does he now see? So his parents replied, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind, but we do not know how he is now able to see, nor do we know who caused him to see. Ask him. He is a mature adult. He will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they were afraid of the Jewish religious leaders, for the Jewish leaders had already agreed that anyone who confessed Jesus to be the Christ would be put out of the synagogue. For this reason, his parents said, He is a mature adult. Ask him. Then they summoned the man who used to be blind a second time and said to him, Promise before God to tell the truth. We know that this man is a sinner. He replied, I do not know whether he is a sinner. I do know one thing, that although I was blind, now I can see. Then they said to him, What did he do to you? How did he cause you to see? He answered, I told you already, and you didn't listen. Why do you want to hear it again? You people don't want to become his disciples too, do you? They heaped insults on him, saying, You are his disciple? We are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses. We do not know where this man comes from. The man replied, This is a remarkable thing, that you don't know where he comes from, and yet he caused me to see. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but if anyone is devout and does his will, God listens to him. Never before has anyone heard of someone causing a man born blind to see. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They replied, You were born completely in sinfulness, and yet you presume to teach us? So they threw him out. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, so he found the man and said to him, Do you believe in the Son of Man? The man replied, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus told him, You have seen him. He is the one speaking with you. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world, so that those who do not see may gain their sight, and the ones who see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard this and asked him, We are not blind too, are we? Jesus replied, If you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now, because you claim that you can see, your guilt remains. John 10. I tell you the solemn truth. The one who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. The doorkeeper opens the door for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought all his own sheep out, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they recognize 
his voice. They will never follow a stranger, but will run away from him, because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. Jesus told them this parable, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus said again, I tell you the solemn truth, I am the door for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come so that they may have life and may have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not a shepherd and does not own sheep, sees the wolf coming and abandons the sheep and runs away. So the wolf attacks the sheep and scatters them. Because he is a hired hand and is not concerned about the sheep, he runs away. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not come from this sheepfold. I must bring them too, and they will listen to my voice, so that there will be one flock and one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, so that I may take it back again. No one takes it away from me, but I lay it down of my own free will. I have the authority to lay it down, and I have the authority to take it back again. This commandment I received from my Father. Another sharp division took place among the Jewish people because of these words. Many of them were saying, He is possessed by a demon and has lost his mind. Why do you listen to him? Others said, These are not the words of someone possessed by a demon. A demon cannot cause the blind to see, can it? Then came the feast of the dedication in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple area in Solomon's portico. The Jewish leaders surrounded him and asked, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus replied, I told you, and you do not believe. The deeds I do in my Father's name testify about me. But you refuse to believe, because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them from my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one can snatch them from my Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Jewish leaders picked up rocks again to stone him to death. Jesus said to them, I have shown you many good deeds from the Father. For which one of them are you going to stone me? The Jewish leaders replied, We are not going to stone you for a good deed, but for blasphemy, because you, a man, are claiming to be God. Jesus answered, Is it not written in your law? I said, You are God's. If those people to whom the word of God came were called gods, and the scripture cannot be broken, do you say about the one whom the Father set apart 
and sent into the world, you are blaspheming, because I said, I am the Son of God. If I do not perform the deeds of my Father, do not believe me. But if I do them, even if you do not believe me, believe the deeds, so that you may come to know and understand that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Then they attempted again to seize him, but he escaped their clutches. Jesus went back across the Jordan River again to the place where John had been baptizing at an earlier time, and he stayed there. Many came to him and began to say, John performed no miraculous sign, but everything John said about this man was true, and many believed in Jesus there. Thank you for joining me on our shared walk through Scripture today. Devotion to Scripture doesn't begin and end here. My prayer is that you will be encouraged to dig deeper and spend some additional time in God's Word today. If you're looking for a great place to start, check the episode description where you will always find a few key verses from the day's reading to reflect on further. I'd love to hear from you. How is God using this podcast to help you grow? How can I be praying for you? Email me at devotedtoscripture at gmail.com. It's amazing seeing a passage come alive as we understand its place in the whole story of the Bible. Knowing and ultimately being a part of that story is the most important undertaking of your life. Join me tomorrow to continue the journey. Be devoted to Scripture.